If you're an entrepreneurial public servant, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Inspiring People and Places, where we interview national leaders in the architectural, engineering, construction, and development industry in an effort to educate, innovate, and inspire industry professionals to disrupt the status quo, improve their project teams, and steward public and private investments more effectively. I'm your host, BJ Kramer, President and CEO of MCFA. And in today's episode, I'm here with our uh, our producer, Iron Mike Stedman, and we're talking about teaching. What's happening, Mike? What's going on, BJ? Always a pleasure to be here. It is great to be on with you. And uh, those who can't see me, maybe we'll take a picture and uh, and and put the picture up during. Uh, I'm going to do it right now while I'm thinking about it. We'll put that up when we release this. But uh, I'm sitting here in uniform, talking to Iron Mike. I'm on uh, the the midway point of Army Reserve duty. And for those who don't know, I am still a Lieutenant Colonel in the Army Reserves. And I have the honor and privilege of, uh, of teaching uh, in the Systems Engineering Department up at West Point as, a, uh, as an adjunct professor and instructor. Um, and this summer I'm teaching our summer term academic program uh, for, um, I guess it's the rising sophomores and rising juniors. Uh, it's basically introduction to systems thinking and introduction to systems engineering or systems design. And I have to start with Mike, what our teachers went through in remote teaching over the last 18 months, uh, my hat's off to them. It is, it's brutal. Um, I've run meetings, we've done podcasts, we've done sales calls, we've done it all remote, but teaching is a beast. Um, we've got 26 cadets in the class and it's on a team's call, which I'm not, I'm, I'm slowly becoming a, an amateur at teams. I'm more of a Zoom guy. And it's really, really difficult to manage, you know, to see, are they learning? Are they getting the concepts? Are they awake? You know, if you're in person and in class and, you know, you got people participating and you see hands raising as much as technology has, uh, has come a long way in this aspect. It is, it's really, really tough. Um, and with our, our conversation a couple weeks ago on MCFA university, I'm like, I'm trying to learn all these tips and tricks because we're building a, we're building a team that's all over the country and we want them attending MCFA university, but really hard concepts are really, really difficult to teach online. So I want to start by uh, a big thank you to all of the educators out there doing God's work and uh, educating our youth. Uh, I'm a big believer in education and I now feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. I salute it, them. Salute all our teachers. It, it makes me think like I'm teaching probably you know, I'm a West Point grad, so I, I'm going to say this. Some of our, I couldn't get into West Point right now, by the way. I don't, I just don't think, I don't think I would cut it. I feel the same way about the Naval Academy. <laughs> Trust me, when you see the caliber of these kids in these schools now. But I'm dealing with probably the most motivated, disciplined, and, and in, intelligent uh, part of the higher education system. And I'm, I'm struggling. So I can't imagine what, you know, teachers in, uh, in less motivated or less talented 
populations are dealing with. And it, it's really, really hard. Uh, so I wanted to start there and it leads into a conversation. So, I mean, we can talk about teaching, but it leads into a conversation about, um, and a follow on to last conversation on core values and culture is how do we maintain culture in a remote environment? And we're, we're going through this debate of office space and do we need office space? Do we not? What's the right amount of space? How, how much can people work from home? How much can they work in office? versus client sites. And it, it it's a changing world. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are, Mike. So one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about is going back to like core purposes behind things. You know, what is the reason? Like, why do we do what we do? Like really being intentional, asking the questions. And I think a lot of times we focus so much on like the tools, right? And like, even when you set goals, right? There's all this whole talk about, do you do OKRs? Right. Do you do KPIs? Do you do all this kind of stuff? But at the end of the day, right, like what is the output that we're going for? You know, and I think one of the issues that we've run into with education is, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic just shifted everything. Right. And so, like, if the end goal is to ensure that, like, kids are in a position to survive and thrive as American citizens, that they're in educated and capable of doing these basic functions, does it matter that they sit on Zoom calls for eight hours a day? You know? Right. And so the reason I bring that up is because, you know, for our teachers out there, a lot of times, you know, they're put in impossible situations. You know, yeah. that was never going to work. You know, maybe it would have been two week sprint, take a break, two week, you know, just something. But a lot of times we get so caught up in like, oh, we built these beautiful, lovely systems. You know, you're an engineer and we've got it ready to work. And then the variable comes. And rather than changing the system to meet the demands of the variable, we just keep pushing along. It's it's interesting you say it because going back ten years, I was on a uh, I was on a superintendent's advisory board down in Baltimore, and like the entire group was talking about how do we innovate education because for for forever, right? It's been teacher in the front of the room, students coming into class, um, and you know lecture and problem sets and and on and on and on and on. And I, I don't know if there's a better way. I'm sure there is. I don't know that we've found it, you know, and, and different environments have created what I, I would call our different environments. Uh, but I think the standard delivery is still the same, right? And the what what works best for anybody, whether, you know, you might be a reader versus a listener, you might be a doer and a toucher and a feeler instead of a instead of a watcher um i i have been struggling with how to get through to all the kids and the the west point method is you know kind of a combination of everything and hopefully if the kids put in the work and they do the reading and they they're almost self-teaching themselves before they come into class and then we're working problem sets in class as groups and as individuals um you get put through a pipeline no, talking about what we're talking about, what you're saying about um, teaching in that in that way. Right. Right. Like, again, and this goes to this is important to talk about, too, because a lot of uh, our listeners, too, they have employees. Right. And so, you know, you have that one employee that just can't get it right. Like you're trying to deliver this content and they're just not everything's wrong. The proposals are wrong. Right. You start taking these assessments like me and you take. Right. Yeah. You start to understand how you learn. You know, so you might have some people out there that they just need to, they don't need to hear you lecturing on Zoom. Just give them the problem set, give them a YouTube video and let them go figure it out. 
You know, other people need people to kind of like handhold them, you know, make sure they're good to go, right? And so the thing is now is that like for us as leaders, we have to find out what works best for our teams. Now, small business owners, the benefit of being a small business is that like we can be a lot more, we got a lot more flexibility. Yeah. Especially in the early days. When you're these mega corporations, it's like plug and chug. You yeah. Know? And oh, that, that's dude, where people I, get I, lost in the system. Here's here's one for you. And I, I totally forgot this. And I mentioned the Chip Wilson book last week in the, uh, the Lululemon culture. He was focused on it, he and and this is this is validating to me as uh, kind of the philosophy we've been taking. And it was good to hear that it was exactly how he approached his business, which is he looked at it as a leadership development platform. He looked at his business. Yeah, yes, he thought that he had an innovation and that he had a very, very technical piece of expensive clothing that he was selling. But he looked at his platform as a way to, to elevate the world from mediocrity to greatness. And he did that through a really, really intentional education process that within the first six months of being employed at Lululemon, you had to read three or four books. I think one of them was good to great. I think one of them was, uh, seven habits of highly effective people. Um, and, and he actually talked about this landmark leadership Institute or something like that, that every employee had to go through this. And they talked about goal setting and all of that in, and he was, and then take it a step further. He did not call his salespeople, salespeople. He called them educators because mm -hmm. he wanted them educating their, their audience and their, their client base. And then uh, I'll take this even a step further. I think he called his headquarters or his corporate office, like the education support office. So the, everything revolved around helping those, um, those store salespeople that he called educators become the best version of themselves. Uh, so I think that ties together what, what we were talking about with culture and core values and what we were talking about with MCFA university and now, uh, with teaching. So I got two comments real quick. All right. When I was getting ready to transition out the military, I knew I wanted to coach boxing. And so I was thought, well, maybe I'll do like strength and condition or something, right? It goes together, boxing, strength, conditioning. And I was listening to a lot of strength and conditioning podcasts, whatever. And hearing their philosophies about running the weight room. Yeah. Right? And it never dawned on me. There's a guy named Aaron Amos, right? And he was talking about, like, when you're the strength and conditioning coach at a university, you're feeling like a parental role for a lot of these kids, you know, because they got those 5 a.m. workouts. And he was talking about how a lot of his athletes, they never had anyone telling them, well, get up, uniform, be on time, right? So there's all these requirements that have to come with being a D1 athlete. You don't make your workouts, whatever. And he viewed that little stuff, right? That kind of discipline. Like that's the first time kids in their life ever had that. You know, a lot of kids coming from single parent home athletes. So again, he's teaching them. He's creating discipline. Yeah. Second thought, right. Transition out of the Naval Academy again. You know, you got West Point uh, alumni, et cetera. One of our, my company officer, when I was at the Naval Academy, he got out and he became a Chick-fil-A owner, operator. And it's not the, you know, coolest, like, it's not what I think of, right? You always think about somebody graduating service academy, starting a VC firm, doing something. You're going to own Chick-fil-A. He's crushing he's it too. Crushing it. Crushing yeah. it. Is he in Maryland? 
He's in. Uh, he's not in Maryland. He's here in Jersey. Uh, His name is Marlon Terrell. And okay. one of the interesting things that he said to me when I asked him about it, he's like, he grew up working at Chick Fil A when he was in high school. I worked at Chick Fil A when I was in high school too. Did you really? Yeah, my first job. And I never thought of this. Right? We just, you know, in a previous episode, we talked about what the fast food industry can look like. Right? <laughs> when you're not taking care of your employees. Let's be honest, man. Chick-fil-A, they always look sharp. I went through their training, how you greet people, et cetera. They and are crushing it. it. Talk about white glove customer service. Right. He views his job as an opportunity to mentor young men and women in their first job. Right. So it goes back to what we're talking about with teaching. It's one thing to sit down in a classroom, right, and just get delivered content, content, content. It's another thing to get out there, go through some training, get the PRAC app, you know, meet people. You know, practice delivering value consistently. And so the, the thing that we got to get out of is that like, and this is what I love about entrepreneurship, BJ, the world is a classroom. You Amen. Know? It, the, the, it's, it's, if I want to go learn something, you know, we had an issue last week with the podcast. I just learned something. Now I know. Yeah. You know, oh, classroom, it, the classroom is supposed to be the safe place to fail, right? Like, come into the classroom and fail. And we get so obsessed with grades and I'm no different. You know, I was always trying to, trying to succeed, but we almost get more caught up in grades than we are in, in the learning experience. Um, so I always talk about how I just want my kids to, to find a love for learning, uh, stoke that curiosity. So teachers out there, I don't know if we have any teachers listening, but we probably do. And if we have transitioning military, I know there's a lot of transitioning military that see, uh, education as as kind of a calling post-military because of what we're talking about. You have such a powerful platform in front of you to shape the minds. And I know that it can be thankless and I know that it can be hard and that parents are brutal and that kids don't listen. But there are, you know, if you've got 20 kids in your class, you're you have the chance to get through to anywhere from one to 20 of them and uh, and change change the trajectory of their life. Uh, and I did, you know, walking into the West Point, just to bring it back to, to the beginning, I thought the same thing of this chance. I'm like, man, I, I was so focused on just surviving my experience at West Point. Like, education be damned. I was like, how do I, how do I, like I get through thing. here? Um, and I've been trying to create that safe space for these kids. Um, and and become a mentor to them and be a resource to them. And I think the the department loves it because I'm a private industry guy that puts on a uniform and, you know, at, at the academies, we're just ba basically taught you're going to be on active duty forever and you're going to go become a general or an admiral. But um, I, I get to connect with these kids in a different way than what a lot of their, their other instructors are. And I'm glad you brought that up because two weeks into uh, – Two weeks into teaching, I've been more worried about making sure the kids pass than uh, what I set out to do, which was connect with them and and ensure that I created an excitement around the the course content and and the way of you know the major that I think shaped you know who I am and and how I look at the world, which is systems engineering. Um, so I'm, I just learned or or relearned something, which a lot of times we have to be reminded more than we need to be taught. So thanks, Mike. Yeah. And then, too, for us as business owners, you know, one of the most powerful ways of generating brand authority is to teach everything, you know, 
you know? Yes. Everything you know in marketing and blog posts and all this different stuff, right? So again, how are we delivering that content? You know, for you, BJ, we're leveraging podcasts. You're leveraging your newsletter, right? You've got blogs, posts and stuff going, you know? So, you know, I think this doesn't just impact like teachers too. Like, I think there's a conversation we can have within our companies in terms of like, how are we delivering instruction? You know, how yeah. are we delivering value to our ideal audiences? And, and mentoring. I mean, and mentoring. mentorship is just education, right? If you're five or 10 years ahead of somebody and you can, you can help them avoid some mistakes or think through something differently than you thought through it at the time. Uh, and I love what you're saying about um, anything we learn. It, it, I forget who it was. Garrett J. White. He said, every time you learn something in a book, close the book, write down how you're going to implement yeah. it in your life and then go teach somebody it because that's, that's, you know, it's just like, it's like core values. The more you talk about it, the more you're, the more you're holding yourself accountable to living by them. The more you teach something, the, the better you're going to get at it. And the more you're going to remind yourself, um, of, of what the content is. Um, I think today's podcast was an education for me. Yeah, it was great. And for our listeners that are tuning in, let us know what your thoughts are about teaching in this new normal. You know, what are you doing at your companies? Um, what have you seen work well? What have you seen not work so much? You know, shoot us messages on LinkedIn, whatever. Just get a hold of us. Yeah. And uh, to close it out, if uh, I, I can always be learning and MCFA is growing. So if if you want to come teach me something that we don't already know, we're looking to hire. Uh, so look us up, get in touch with me. Uh, we've got a bunch of openings on the street and some that aren't on the street. So uh, reach out to me. Uh, we are looking for a chief of staff. We're looking for a uh, transportation leader or infrastructure leader uh, up in the New York market and a bunch of other positions. So that's the call to action today. Uh, and as always, if you're enjoying the show, please do us a favor. Subscribe to Inspiring People and Places on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform. We'd also greatly appreciate if you left us a review or just comment on the content we've been talking about. Uh, we do have a number of great interviews coming up uh, with the summer months. Like I've said, uh, it's been hard to get everybody scheduled, but um, David Shulkin, uh, General Todd Semonite, uh, Dan Baer, Rich Amade, a couple of different folks from, from different parts of the industry. Uh, I think that's VA, Army Corps of Engineers, transportation industry. Uh, we've got a bunch coming up probably in the fall. So uh, we will be bringing those back. Until then, uh, be sure to visit our website, www.mcfaglobal.com. Sign up for our newsletter and uh, stay in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, have a great rest of your week.